Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn and how we teach and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 83, How Teachers Perceive Students Who Work Full-Time. You're a college student, but primarily have to take night classes or can only go to classes on specific days and you're worried. You work full-time, but you want to keep your grades high, but you're worried that working full-time is stigmatizing somehow. Maybe you're afraid people will think you're not a serious student because you work or you're worried about seeming unfriendly because you can't meet with your group due to work obligations. You might feel like there's a spotlight shining on you because you work and you're afraid that people won't like what they see. Now, when students work, going to school may be tougher for them than their peers who don't work because we have to account for time at work not spent on school, as well as energy, driving to and from work, taking care of workplace obligations. All that does eat into our energy and time. And typically, students who work full-time have to make a decision between being very vigilant about their grades, whether that means maximizing effort at both work and school, or maximizing school effort and getting by at work, or being okay and at peace with having less than a 4.0 average, which that's most students as is. It's very difficult to go to school full-time, work full-time, and be able to consistently maximize effort for 10 to 16 weeks at a time in both areas. If you work full-time and you want high grades, you might consider taking your classes part-time to be able to save some time and energy there so that you can do things like sleep, eat, shower, you know, little things like that. Now, I've had students who work full-time, and for me, that's really never been an issue because usually these students, the ones working full-time, are very responsible they know they have to manage their time. Sometimes energy is the bigger challenge compared to what they're trying to do. What I emphasize to my students who work is the same thing that I emphasize to all my other students. Whenever something comes up that can affect you in the class, you're working new hours, you have to cover someone's shift at the last second and there's a paper due, let me know as soon as you can and that way we can make alternate arrangements. In an ideal situation, a student can complete any assignment prior to the work situation changing, but obviously not all situations are ideal. That said, a student sending a quick email along the lines of, Professor, this happened to me at work and I need until such and such day, such and such a time to submit this assignment. Is that reasonable? I think that kind of email should be sent. The only other point that I emphasize is when students are in my class, whether we're meeting in person or we're meeting online, they are my students and I want them to give me the best of what they have that day. Sometimes work might take some of that best away. We all have our off days, even as professors. But as long as I'm seeing consistent effort in class from them, as long as they're showing me that the class is enough of a priority to them to participate consistently and seriously, then I'm happy. And I typically get really good efforts from my students, whether they work or not. Now, I had one student who really forced me to change my mind about working students. Because until this student, I had 
been kind of annoyed that their workplace got in the way of their schooling. I figured they must not be serious about learning if they weren't prioritizing school over work, but this student had been promoted into a shift manager position at their job. And they emailed me to say that their work had changed their schedule, they did not have control over it, and they could no longer make it to the evening class that they were part of because they'd originally taken it because it would work around their work schedule. And then work said, you're going to work that evening every week. So after that, I had to start recognizing that this student needed the job much more than they needed my, my class, which was, you know, something I didn't like admitting, but it was the truth. And I started altering how I presented material so students who couldn't make it to class physically could still get enough information that they could get assignments done and turned in. And that student had rotten attendance for the rest of the semester, but there was nothing they could do about it. And they did enough work to earn a passing grade. They also thanked me for it in an email that I'd been willing to work with them about their workplace stuff instead of telling them, well, just drop the class. As two other professors had apparently said, you know, when the student came to them and said, my workplace has changed my work schedule. I have to work on Wednesday nights. I can't be in class anymore. They said, then you need to drop the class because attendance is mandatory. I also had a coaching client recently who had really unrealistic views of what they could do. They their parent hired me to work with them because they were not doing well in school. They had high hopes and high goals, the student, and as well as the parent. The student wanted to go to graduate school, and they were very serious about that, and they wanted to make sure they maintained a 4.0 in college. But they had also just taken a job that wasn't just a 40-hour-a-week job. It was usually a 48-hour-a-week job. If they had been taking maybe one or two classes at their college, I could see them doing that. But they were taking 16 units and trying to work 48 hours a week. And I tried to talk with them about how this was not realistic. This is just, there's not any hours left in the day for you to do things like sleep and eat. And they said, well, then I'll just drink lots of coffee and Monster. And I said, no, 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 no. You're going to run yourself into an early grave if you do that. They didn't want to listen to me. And so I had to email their parent and say, I don't think that your student is ready for coaching. They have really unrealistic views of what they can and cannot do. They're not willing to make any adjustments and I'm concerned that what they're going to do is crash and burn or possibly just crash if they're driving a car and they haven't slept 28 hours and the thing is professors especially we need to realize that not all students are yet aware of what they can realistically do and what they can't realistically do and many of them grew up in a generation where they were told you can do anything you want which is its own kind of pressure saying you know if you don't do everything you want then there's something wrong with you so we need to also be aware of the fact that students who work, the work may have to be their priority. Maybe their work is what's keeping them in housing. Maybe their work is what's keeping them with you know food on the table. Maybe their work is what's keeping them from having to go without needed medication. I mean, we don't know what their financial situation looks like either. We can't assume, as, as Denora and I have said many times in this podcast since COVID hit, we can't assume that all our students have a middle-class lifestyle. We just can't. And so if they are working full time, we're going to also have to make some adjustments around them. We can't expect them to make all the adjustments. Now, the way students can use this, communicate with your professors and if need be your group members consistently. If you work, let us know your work schedule when it changes. If you see due dates that overlap with something at work, letting us know ahead of time Let's us work together in order to make sure that scheduling works best for you as a student and for us as the professor. If you're able to work ahead, go for it. For example, 
I assign four reflection papers for my students due throughout the semester, but I also tell them they can submit the reflections ahead of time. This way, if something comes up at work, they've smoothed over one potential obstacle, maybe more, by doing an assignment ahead of time. Now that ties into managing your time, managing your energy, and laying out everything for the term early on, putting important due dates such as tests, when projects are due, different parts of the project on your calendar and in your planner, and creating a game plan for each of them. Now this goes back to the coaching client who just wasn't ready for my help. Don't take a full course load if you're working full time, especially if you're concerned about the overall GPA, like if you are looking at grad school, or law school, or med school, or business school, if you're entering a job that is competitive based on GPA and you're working full-time to pay the bills, you got to take less than a full course load. And that'll allow you to focus on fewer classes at once. And fewer classes means you can spend more of that after-work energy on a few classes instead of spreading yourself too thin, trying, as my former student did, to cover 16 units while working 48 hours a week. If you do take a full course load, we talk about setting ideal grades and grades we're okay with that are less than ideal. Something like, I really want to get 95% on this test, but I'll be okay if I get 80% or above. If you're not thinking about school after this degree, then set both a target grade ceiling and a target floor for each class and keep yourself planted in that range. Now, the closer your floor is to your ceiling, the more pressure you're going to face so Adam and I recommend giving yourself some wiggle room. Maybe my goal is five A's, but I'll, I'll be okay if I get at least two A's and three B's. And teachers, recognize that many of your students are working full-time while they attend school. This doesn't mean that you need to lower your standards, but it does mean you need to be realistic about how much work a student in this situation can reasonably do and make at least passing your class attainable with only that much work. And don't look down on students who say, I need a C so I can move on with my life because I've got a full-time job. They're at least putting enough priority on your class that they're willing to work for the passing grade. Find a way to make it possible for students to meet with you outside of office hours. If nothing else, set up a virtual meeting or a Calendly appointment book where students can schedule these meetings so they can still meet with you and discuss their grade and their work. And again, and Denor and I have said this before several times, be flexible and be compassionate. If a student emails saying they were just shift switched at work, then recognize that's not something they had any control over. Punishing them for something they have no control over, that's not cool. And it's not going to help them succeed. Remember, we always need to recognize the difference between rigor and rigidity. So that's what we have for you in episode 83. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. And also, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to join us next week for episode 84, when we'll talk about how to best position yourself for graduate school. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. We look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>